I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining us today for Let's Get Moving. Today I have with me Dr. Liz Hale. She's a marriage and family therapist, and we are talking about an annual marital review. And we're doing that because it's the first of the year. We're just having a little bit of fun here where we have our annual performance reviews uh, aimed at helping us be better at our jobs. But Dr. Liz, can we actually (laughs) use an annual marital review to improve our marriages? It's an interesting idea, isn't it? So you think of the annual performance review, Maria. An employee receives feedback from a supervisor on their strengths, on their weaknesses and goals, right, to better their work performance in the coming year. And we're all, I think, familiar with assessing various things like that productivity in the workforce or our grades, our health, our weight, our finances. But do we really stop and take inventory of the most important relationship in our entire lives, and that is the marital relationship? So I like this idea. I think it's so important because I think we tend to take for granted something that we've had for such a long time. You know, we tend to think to ourselves, hey, I have a great marriage. I love my my husband. I love my spouse. But are we really assessing, is it working the same way for the spouse, right? Right, right. I told you once I loved you. You know, an assessment's a good idea. (laughs) I told you once I loved you. Isn't that enough, right? Right. (laughs) I came across a blog from a divorce attorney and divorce mediator. He's been in the business for 30 years, Sam Margillis, and it really caught my attention because, you know, typically when we see what hurts marriages, we learn about what helps marriages, therefore. So I was really curious about a measure he put together on the various questions spouses should ask each other once a year. Okay, I'm excited to hear. Yeah, so let me give you a few of them, right? So on a scale of one to five, you rate yourself on this. I have given you, my mate, the physical affection that you need, one to five. I have listened when you told me something important to you, one to five. I have consulted with you regarding major purchases, one to five. When we disagreed, I remained respectful of you, again, one to five. You felt comfortable raising difficult issues with me, one to five. I have spent as much time with you as you as you needed, one to five. And it goes on. That's just a, a little sample of them. So once you rate yourself, one to five, then you turn to your spouse. This is how I rated myself. How do you rate me? And you might be surprised. So how do we do that, Dr. Liz, without making it like the annual performance review? Because a lot of us don't like those reviews very much, and it <laughs> might be a little awkward. I'm sure there's there's got to be a fun way to do this, because we see these Facebook polls all the time. So... 
there's got to be a fun way to do it. Oh, there is, especially especially when you come to the table with your mate of, I want us to have the best marriage possible. I don't want to have a mediocre marriage. I want to know exactly where I stand with you. You know, how have I been doing it? Probably my, my favorite individual who has a thought along these lines is Jack Canfield, Chicken mm-hmm, Soup for the Soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Best measure he gives is, honey, on a scale of one to 10, how am I doing? <laughs> one to ten. And because he said, if I don't ask that question, guess what? I'm going to be the last guy to know. Her nail artist is going to know. Her mother is going to know. <laughs> her best friend. And I am not going to know. So we have to ask those, those important questions, again, of the most important person in our world. But we have to also be prepared for the answers. You bet. And, and that is a really great point. In other words, I really try to teach my clients. It's like, look out for those opportunities of growth and even conflict. Instead of saying, oh, no, here it comes. I want you to train yourself to say, oh, goody, here we go. Here we go because there is no closeness without conflict. I give up trying to do it any other way. We really have to be open to that review in order to improve because I have a blind spot. I don't exactly know how I come across. I know the intent of my heart, but that could be quite different in how you view me as my mate. And a couple of those questions, like we are so busy, are we forgetting to pay close attention to the one that we love the most? That's so true. Clark University, their Center for Couples and Family Research, they do it a little bit differently. They like more of the six-month dental checkup. So they suggest couples sit down with a therapist twice mm-hmm. a year and, again, go over some of those really important questions. So the Wall Street Journal contacted the Clark University, and they put together a performance review on marriage. So some of their questions, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. For, for one, what positive praise do you have for your marriage? That's You both would answer right, that question. Right, and that's a positive way to You bet. It. Mm-hmm. And another one is identify one thing in marriage you'd like to improve. You both answer that. And then you both answer also list how you'll meet that objective and measure success on that area of improvement. Rate the strengths of your marriage on a scale of 1 to 5, and it lists various strengths. Rate the concerns of your marriage on a scale of 1 to 5, and those are also noted. So what a great way to really get down to the truth of where am I coming from? Where are you coming from? And let's figure out how we're doing. Right. I remember early on in my marriage, we only had one little conflict and it would be over the weekends because I would have all these things that I had hoped to accomplish over the weekend that I needed help with. Um, But my husband had a totally different idea of how the weekend was going to go. So what I learned, how we resolved that conflict was early on. Now I always just say, hey, what is it that you need to get accomplished this weekend? What are you thinking about? And then could you help me with, I can't reach the chandelier. Could you clean that for me this weekend? And that way, it totally resolved that little, I mean, it seems silly, but when you end up being frustrated over the weekend, it's, you know, it hurts the marriage, and you it, it ended it that conflict. So that's what you're talking about, really having a conversation about how your marriage looks and if you're both on the same page. And and on a daily basis, right? What are your plans for today? What are your plans for this weekend? Just like you said so beautifully. I really like that. You know, it's a way to keep your finger on the relationship pulse. If we wait until the little things build up over time, it's all too often what leads to serious problems. And that results, sadly, in a marriage breakdown and a marriage breakup even. So it is really crucial. John Gottman uh, has a different way of looking at this. He calls it the State of the Union meeting. Hmm. That's out of his book, The Mm -hmm. Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. 
His research revealed that spending just one hour every week discussing the areas of concern within the relationship has so has shown to transform the way ma- partners manage conflict. So one hour a week. And you're setting aside that hour. You've got this dedicated space and time. That's right, right. Which allows you the freedom to express fears and concerns in a way that makes everyone feel heard and loved instead of neglected. So... In that meeting, his suggestion is you review what's gone well since the last meeting. So you give each other five appreciations you haven't yet expressed. Then you take turns discussing new issues. You know, what did happen? What do we need to take care of? You take turns being the speaker first. I'm the listener and then vice versa. Then you move to problem solving and processing the regrettable incidents, which is by far the most important point. So I would love every listener to really pick up John Gottman's work, especially the seven principles for making marriage work. It goes through that beautiful process of how to do the state of our union address. (laughs) I just love that. I do like, I like it too. Um, But I think it's crucial, Maria, because it's so easy to neglect the, the relationship that we love the most and we just trust that we'll always be there. And that's not always the case. You know, that's my biggest concern of marriages that I work with is they wait too long to come in. It's night and day to work with someone who's been married two years and they have some issues. They're separated, let's say, versus Mm -hmm. a couple who's been married 20 years and they're separated. I I have these two exact clients in my practice. And boy, we're pushing uphill with that 20-year marriage. It's difficult. Because they've just accumulated so much stuff that they've not talked about. That is true. And what's most sad is that their hearts have been broken and they've been frozen in time. And they're not always really willing to to say, you know what, maybe I will go all the way back in. It's really hard to get someone to turn around when they have been hurt and neglected for years at a time. Now, really what you're talking about is communication. Are you communicating with your spouse on a daily, weekly basis about things that are upsetting to you or even things that are going well in that's, your life? That's true. We probably can't not communicate. I think we're always communicating something. You know, even well, when we're not sharing of. words, even when we're not sharing words, <laughs> right. sometimes the message is you're not important to me or I am too busy for you. So I suppose we're always communicating. But True. what are we communicating and how are we communicating? That seems to be the key. I just love thinking about it so that we can actually have those conversations more often, important conversations about our lives. You bet. And most of our disagreements are going to be perpetual. In other words, 70 percent of a couple's issues are based on our differences in personality or style. So we're going to be combating those issues for a long time, and it comes down to how we treat each other, how we go about communicating amidst those differences. That's the key in marriage success. But it's important, and you noted that uh, we're going to have conflict. Don't think that there's a relationship that doesn't have conflict. And again, rub your fingers together and go, oh, goody, rub your hands together and say, oh, goody, here we go. This is going to lead to closeness on the other side of this conflict. It all depends on how we get through it, the respect we give each other, the time to listen and really understand that's the key. I love it. Thank you so much, Dr. Liz. My pleasure.